Texas Law Dog Podcast, where we will get you off, literally and legally. Good morning, Law Dog. How are you, bro? <laughs> I've been better, man. Uh, this morning, I actually revealed myself to the uh, an entire courtroom on Zoom. So the day did not start well. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean, like reveal? Like you you flashed them? Um, so look, I was court started at ten, um, and it's been weird because like with Zoom, I I've usually got like a what I've got on now, which is a jacket, and then like I just wear. <laughs> shorts underneath so i'm half legit okay and i need the people to know that um <laughs> i i'm recording this stuff somewhat comfortable i mean okay but i i was wearing uh proper attire uh to address the judge i had um basically arranged a deal with my uh with the da and the client and everything like that so um <laughs> i was in the waiting room i was not aware that when you are in the waiting room on a zoom call that they can see you. <laughs> so I learned that hard lesson today because um, I, I was about to like, I was just sitting there waiting and then my dog threw up on me. And so I had to, <laughs> I was like, fuck, I got to go change. I went and changed um, where I was like in the bathroom frantically trying to like wash it off. And then I, grab a polo shirt and I'm walking halfway into the office but it gets of course gets stuck while I'm trying to get it over my head so <laughs> I'm sitting there and then I see the screen change and then all of a sudden I hear the judge be like counselor uh we just saw you changing <laughs> that's hilarious oh so I'm my like, god oh shit um well, Judge, I'm pretty shameless. <laughs> he's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Thankfully, he's like, well, I've never encountered that yet on Zoom. Um, well, and I, so I got to flex on the court this morning, guys. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it started out well, man. <laughs> it wasn't, it was, it was just my uh, top. <laughs> like Luckily, I, I had pants on. I had pants on. I had pants on, fortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that started the day. Um, now we're here so like so if there's one takeaway from this podcast fucking even if you're in the waiting room you're still on camera <laughs> okay <laughs> and we will get you off exactly um, exactly mentally <laughs> uh and legally i love that thing man that's so funny i um <laughs> we're just gonna be ridiculous like we need to just uh be real and like that that's why i wanted to start off the show today with something a little different um because like this is a character right like what i'm doing um you know it's something that i created but behind the character there is an individual and uh <laughs> that individual grew up kind of observing this country um for a political from a political standpoint i was always fascinated with our country's history okay so when I grew up, man, I was, I loved studying like the history of our country and how we were founded and what the people back then believed. And it's just a hobby of mine. Like I was a big fan of history and, um, man, I look around today and I just see all the division and the hate and the, uh, the vitriol that's been like 
nonstop on your news feeds and your Instagram feeds and everything like that. And I think people are sick of it. I think that people are fucking tired of it. Like, and I think that's just because we're like the week before the election and there's obviously going to be some burnout, but if no one's going to say this, man, there are some, like, we need to respect each other again. Um, or we will fall. I truly believe that. I think that if we don't listen to each other's differences with um, an open mind and respect for their opinions, then we're going to just march into a full-on war. And I, nobody wants that because <clears throat> we're one of the few countries where the citizens are armed. And it's a dangerous thing, man. Like if, if when you've got all this crazy talk about like Governor Abbott sending in the National Guard, for instance, preemptively uh, next week to handle like election day. I'm just thinking like, man, this shit's going to be terrible. Like uh, I already know it's going to be a massive clusterfuck. Neither side is going to concede. And it just makes me take a step back. Right. Because I never took a side. I look, I always voted the candidate. Like even when I was a kid, I was fascinated, like even in 96 as a, as a young kid with Bob Dole and Bill Clinton, like that election. And I follow, I was follow, I followed that stuff when I was young. Like I was atypical, obviously, like I was just fascinated by different things than, than normal, like most normal kids. <laughs> and so I, I, I made it a point to try and figure out what was going on because I had done a lot of research on the uh, founding of the country and our nation's history. I was a political science major. I took all the courses on global and uh, our domestic governments and what we've done over the past 250 years. And, um, you know, we're a young country and people forget that. And I think that we, in the global scheme, we're very young and therefore I think we're pretty manipulatable and, um, impressionable because we don't have the, uh, the value of history and, and learning those lessons that other countries might have, you know? Um, and so we're dealing, but we're also, what makes us great is that we're so different from everyone else. Like we have a, a bill of rights that affords us the opportunities to do things that nobody in China would ever be able to do. Um, you know, the very fact that we can talk together about this and about the government is, um, is a testament to how people take for granted their rights in America. Like, it's crazy. I see these woke liberals and the neocons kind of combating them. And I, I know that they're both typing on these devices that are made by Chinese hands, tiny little Chinese hands, slave labor. So we're all hypocrites here, okay? If the phones were made in America, they would cost 20 grand and nobody's gonna be able to afford that. And so, we have become these these talking points for these corporate uh you know agendas that we see and so when your message when your political message is sponsored by man i don't know i just don't trust it i can't trust that those means and those ends are uh the actual way to fix this country i mean Jesus, if you wanted to fix this country, you could just do some simple things like, but every single step of the way and fixing them involves making somebody less money. And so that's really what it comes down to. We got way too greedy. Um, 
and we've sold out a lot. Like we can't, we can't go to war with China. How are we going to get our refrigerators? Like who, how are we going to get anything? We're too reliant on them. And that was because of what, um, the Clintons and the Bushes did back. Like they set this up, you know, where we, we were all making more money, but it was all on credit. And so it's, it's truly gotten to the point now where it's unsustainable. Um, you have like half the country is not going to be able to go back to work because their jobs are going to be automated by next year. And so like, what do we do with those people? How do you like care for someone that doesn't like may not necessarily have a skill set that's going to be valuable in this country anymore? It's a tough question and it's a tougher answer. I don't want to fucking fix it, man. But I, I, I like looking at it from the outside in, I'm just, I, I see a couple of solutions um, that we could really like, if people just seriously considered federal term limits, then we could limit the ability for these people that are the gatekeepers like Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi from retaining power for 30 years. I mean, we need some fresh blood in, in there. We like, I understand that there are uh, philosophical differences here in this country and how we should operate it and who should be taken care of. Um, Will you Google for me real quick what Amazon's um, cash on hand was for this year? How much they made this in revenue or what? Like how much they have cash on hand, like profit or, you know, whatever they have as far as cash. Uh, in 2019, it's $55 billion. Um, in, in 2020, it was $70 billion, which is a 72% increase year over year. I can actually... Uh, okay, yeah, so but, well, then will you, will you look up the uh, total funding for U.S. education? <laughs> total funding. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's about... Almost in around for total expenditures for public elementary and secondary schools in the United States is around uh, 700 billion. How much? 700. Okay, 700 billion dollars. How much did we spend on defense? Yeah, 200 for US military. That's the crazy, bro. How much we spend on our military? Uh, 900 billion, over 900 billion. Almost side, I mean, look, both Almost sides always agree to fund it. And the, uh, the compromise is that we continue to fund Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. And what they need to do, I mean, what, what the corporations won't do is take less. I mean, truly, that's all we need them to do. And insurance, for instance, is a scam. I mean, anyone that works in insurance, I have friends that do. They're going to hate me for saying this. But insurance is a fucking scam, okay? It's a literal scam. And anyone who sells it, is selling Fugazi and half the time they're going to deny your claims and you're going to have to hire a first party litigator to sue the insurance company. And I got a lot of friends that enjoy doing that, but truly they are the middleman that is keeping us crushed, uh, especially in healthcare and everything else. I mean, think about it. You, the average person wakes up and they're trying to survive and just and, and especially if you're born in america you get to see everyone that's successful on a daily basis so you have a lot of innate jealousy in people and um people that want things that they otherwise can't have 
And that's a natural inclination that I found. I mean, in America, we've become less community and more like self-ingratiating, self-serving assholes. We don't help each other in a, in a homogeneous communal way anymore. Um, and more, for the most part, what I found is that everyone's just trying to help themselves and their own families. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because I think that like the American way has been to, to, to build success on your own. And that is fine, but, um, it's becoming harder and harder. I mean, like everyone that tries to escape a normal 10, eight to five job, look, if you don't have, if you don't work for a corporation here, you can't have good health insurance. You can't have uh, vision, dental. I mean, I haven't had health insurance in six years. I've, I, and I, luckily I've been healthy enough, but I do have like really bad neck and back issues that I wish I could get fixed. And unfortunately I I'm screwed because I work for myself. So it's just something that I have to sacrifice and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way for any small business here, but we don't want to have a public private system because then the insurance companies can't make as much money. And that's the thing, man, is that everyone has to wake up and realize they need to take a little less and be a little less greedy if we're actually going to change. Because if we just continue to gaslight each other, I mean, it doesn't matter what side you're on. That's all I see on a constant basis is gaslighting and most science versus your science. And, you know, it's just, it's tiring. It's exhausting. And I see right through it. I mean, and I, I, I think the reason that, um, so for example, it's because as you, as you were talking about earlier, um, the, the short term in, in the short term, negativity is always, always more interesting in the short term. Right. So it's always, it's always easier to be negative on Instagram when you're running ads, like hate ads are going to be like, even the, the Joe Biden and the Trump ads, bro, I've been seeing them both on YouTube over the past couple of months. It's just social oh, manipulation. Hilarious. Yeah. They're funny though. They're both, <laughs> it is. they're both hilarious. Like I got it. I saw one where uh, Trump was calling like the Joe Biden to like, prevent the zombie apocalypse like that i was like dude that's so funny but in the, in i mean the, look you've got one half of the country thinking that if biden wins then the chinese are gonna invade right. <laughs> and it, then you've got the other half of the country thinking that if trump wins there's no way we're gonna be able to survive and, and, and then so people get so caught up on their team like they're on blue or on red like they're not even thinking straight it's about tribalism what, and it's it's understandable because it's People want to be like they feel, they want to feel like they're a part of something. Um, that's a natural human inclination I found on a psychological level. Like you want to have support, you want to have people that agree with you, and that is completely a natural human inclination. So, like when I tell people, like when I stand up in front of a jury, I I try to make them see that. I try to like get people to put themselves in each other people's shoes, like. It's crazy though with Trump because I've uh, before him, he you know it was always more of the status quo. I honestly think sixteen was supposed to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary, and I don't know if Trump's a fucking time traveler or what, man. But I knew as soon as he opened his mouth that he was gonna win, and I said in July of twenty fifteen, this guy is gonna win. Get ready, prepare your minds they're your gentle minds that this, this guy look what obama did is the media never criticized him um and i as someone that i read the paper every single day and i always tried to object like because i always i skew libertarian i vote the candidate at the federal level your vote really doesn't make that much of a difference anymore i mean it really does at the local level and that's why voting is important but 
it's 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 one big corporation and it's turtles all the way down man like if you if you don't see it if you don't know how big money actually works that's what creates power and power corrupts people man it will get you it will when you have an agenda because uh, like look trump isn't going to ever be able to relate to a guy like me if i met him he'd be like so where'd you go like did you go to harvard or and i'd be like no i, I i'm from the suburbs of houston he'd be like what? <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't he's not the common like it's hilarious that he is he he's smart he took advantage of a lot of people i think they're like in 10 years people are going to look back and kick themselves in the ass for just blindly supporting him because i think that at this point he may either just be um put in there to to bring about the fall of the republican party or significantly alter it and so like because whether at the end of the day republicans that were traditional like bush republicans hated trump um the, the never trump movement you know like it was just the guy is not uh he what did you expect he's a reality tv star and he, <laughs> he, he he takes advantage of people like that's what he's done his whole life so it, it to me i see it as like there's these two major crime boss two major crime bosses that are running for office at this point uh and one represents one agenda and one represents another agenda um and i think that at, at the same at the end of the day though they're all rich people like they all can't relate to the people that have never been able to not pay rent i mean the, the, there's no way that any of these people joe biden says he grew up like in the middle class that may be true but like when he is in office for 50 years he loses the ability to say that he's the common man i mean he he's not he's a he's a puppet bro for I mean, a ton of different interests yeah i mean and also like it's so crazy how like the the with with joe biden for example right um like again i'm i also i don't um i'm i don't skew either way i'm i'm independent right. i'm not i'm not in, I'm not pro trump or pro biden but whenever whenever you were watching the debate it's like literally like we were watching a reality tv show bro like i'm just like like them them two arguing at that first debate i was like dude i've seen that movie like i think will ferrell was in that movie <laughs> like it was the one with uh remember what was the movie where we need <laughs> yeah will ferrell what was the movie where, uh, uh yeah i know what you're talking happened. about Yes, um, yeah, should, but there was still, another one where Robin Williams ran as a third-party candidate, as a comedian, oh. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> yeah, dude, but like where Joe Biden was like, and then mid, like mid-debate, he would look into the camera and then be like, "America, that's what, dude." I'm like, come on, bro, like that. Come on, man. You know, like, you, you were, <laughs> that's just not, like you're not, you're not being authentic. Do the people anything. actually believe these clowns? I don't. I, I think like, do. Do you, the, uh, do you remember the movie Gladiator where uh, Commodus or the Emperor was just let everything was going to shit, but it was cool because he would just kept the people entertained. And he was like, you know, as long as they're entertained, that's literally what it is. It, it's like we're that's living, it, man. And but like the thing is, is that people are getting sick of it now. Like the '70s, the '80s, and the '90s were the time to be alive here because that was when nobody knew any better and how fucked they were getting. Um, <laughs> like we when Reagan opened it up, you know, in the eighties and, and everybody just started making a lot of money. Um, and then the, the internet hit, it's just like, it was full steam ahead. So I think humanity is approaching uh, a turning point. Like I think in a hundred years, we're going to look back on ourselves and be like, wow, these youngins didn't know how to hell to deal with this technology. And um, I think that's what we're seeing. It's just like the denigration of society through, social media uh these big tech companies are completely just like the politburo now so they can 
pull your stuff if you say something that they don't agree with. And I mean, that, that to me violates the first amendment. Um, but they're powerful people. Uh, and we bought all their shit. Like, look, man, we, we deserve this sort of, uh, we all use the iPhones that we know are made by Chinese slave labor and we don't care because we want our stuff. We want our next Amazon prime delivery. We want everything now we want, the restaurants to deliver everything to us. We don't want to have to leave. Everything's convenient. I mean, there's nothing, everything is too comfortable. Cause I, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's just, we're at the very top now where everybody, even the poorest people in America, I think I said last episode, have a TV and a phone and yet they can't pay rent. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me um, because we could just take some of these massive amounts of money that some of these tech companies are making and make them reinvest it into infrastructure, education, paying our teachers so that we actually have good people that want to teach our kids. Uh, it's, it's, and we've got to just, we've got to make, we've got, we've, and it's got to be people that are successful people that aren't like billionaires it's got to be these reasonable i'm talking millionaires even um because if you have like 500 million you're not much uh <laughs> and as much as in a crazy as that sounds but like for real power like that's how much money it really takes and so these people that run like these syndicates these nonprofits, these think tanks these uh public policy centers like everything in dc is nothing like you read about i mean these bills that they all pass these politicians don't write them anymore they're written by think tanks they're written by people with an agenda and so if you don't zoom out and just realize that it's one big circus uh it's gonna like i don't know what else to tell people like you've got to turn off the news turn off your phones Go outside. I make it a point when I walk my dogs every day, for instance, to try and speak with a stranger. I bet that sounds psychotic in 2020. <laughs> but I try and meet with people. Like I try and like because I'm a jury. I'm a, I'm a jury lawyer. Like I, every single person I meet is a potential juror. So I need to know what's going on on the ground. I like I understand what's going on on my phone and what's on the paper. That shit doesn't indicate real life when you walk outside into your neighborhood and that's what more people need to do is just talk to people if you have a trump sign don't just assume that they're a nazi fascist go and talk to them and ask them why are you mad about this country and then you'll probably find out that you have a lot more in common than you think and uh and they want you to hate them and they want this strife and they want this division and they want war because it's more distractions from fixing the problems and people need to see through it. I, I just, I plead with people like the election is next week. I love everyone. Like I come from a, my message is from love, man. Like I had a spiritual reformation over the past couple of years after I got sober. And I mean, as someone that's dealt with addiction and has talked about their problems in AA and it's a little bit easier, but like people aren't vulnerable anymore. Uh, everyone has a hard exterior shell and you can see that by how they present themselves and their Instagram stories and their Instagram posts and what they post on Facebook is like, everyone wants to give the illusion that they have all of their shit together. But look, man, we're all fucked together. Okay. <laughs> like that's the simple matter of it uh, is that, Unless we 
see through this like obvious divide and conquer, there's no way we're going to be able to actually fix our problems when there's no way we're going to be able to come back to the table and address police accountability. Uh, you know, there's not going to be any way to, to have a conversation if you just silence the opposition's point of view. And if that's the way that we go, then I don't know, like that's the country isn't going to be the same. It's going to turn into something different. And I mean, I think that that was inevitable anyway, just because as we march into the singularity point with AI and the technology continues to increase exponentially, that we're going to have a lot of issues that we never have come across before. Like, so what I, I mean, so something I heard somewhere, it was a point that I, it was a very interesting point that I, I, I thought. So he said that um, I, I, it, what he believes is like, I think the technological revolution like far um, came in, preceded the spiritual revolution. So, I mean, we technology moved a lot faster than the spirituality could have because so now we're, we're living in, like you were meant talking about earlier, bro. So we're living in a time where we have so much like social media. So, I mean, it's crazy to think that like 20, 30 years ago, there were people didn't have internet. Right. And now we're like, it's not even so, that. I mean, I, crazy, the kids these days bro. will never know the pain of having to wait 45 minutes for a song on uh Napster. Oh my God. Yeah. Or just if you, <laughs> like, you can't, if you're bored, you can just watch like the kids here now are growing up watching Pepper Pig. Right. So, I mean the, so now people are like, people are going up on like, by the time they're in fifth, sixth grade, they have an Instagram account. They're like, Hey, yo, I'm, you know, it's, it's, they're cute. everyone's they're got a brand. Like, look, everyone is a brand, right? right everyone right, has right. something to sell you. And but I that's think what I we feel, become. And because like what I, I'll give you for instance, I, I was, a, I, I am in the dead middle of millennial uh, age. And so I grew up with a foot in analog and a foot in digital. Like I grew up where the, you had to doubt, you had to listen to songs 12 at a time and they'd skip when you went on a walk. Like it was inconvenient. And then um, it rapidly just, it, it came up with our generation. So like uh, the iPhone, I think came out in what, 2007. And yeah. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 17. Like my parents were like, you don't need anything Same. until you drive. And uh, that was the way that it was. But now uh, you know, like we just, we, we completely embraced Samsung and Apple and we were just like, yes, give us these devices that we're going to become right. The instant gratification, bro. It's just complete dopamine. We need dopamine, those dopamine hits like on a, and they know it like they, they know it. The people that, that work for those companies are psychologists. Like they, they like, this is human behavior one-on-one. Um, I think, and like people are waking up to it. Like I honestly, like so the people that want to are, and they are, they're like, I, for instance, I, at the beginning of coronavirus, I had all my fear apps, like uh, the news and Instagram, Reddit, everything like that, like that. I put them all in one folder and I would look at everything once a day. And then eventually I just deleted all of it because none of it is uh, important to my life anymore. But, um, you know, I think that if people just walked away from their phones for um a little while and kind of went back to organic like find a hobby i started growing uh fruits and vegetables in my backyard just to keep me like my mind like occupied so it's like ever since i quit drinking you you, you find different things to keep doing 
to occupy your mind. I mean, it's just part of sobriety for any addict. So like for me, I was like, all right, I got to get a hobby because I'm going to drive myself nuts if I just read about this shit all day, every day. And so then I uh, deleted Instagram and I started gardening. I started researching. I, I, and now I got great okra, asparagus. Like I love to get to a point where I can just even convert half my yard into a, a full-on garden and just be uh, self-sustaining because like look at the end of the day that brings me back to this point about we don't have any control anymore like if they wanted to fuck shit up for us it'd be really easy okay no, like mean, there's even even <laughs> the, the psychology if they were- if they took the power down for a day or two or they took the webs down for a week like the people would panic um, <laughs> you, the, the, you, you aren't shit without the government people like you, you unless you are out in the middle of the country with your own food sources and your own water and your alex jones pretty much you're like you're you, the, when the shit hits the fan if there is some sort of like thing you're fucked like you're gonna be beholden to whatever they say because you can't you're not gonna have power you're not gonna have the internet you're not gonna have the ability to communicate and so they know that and that's fine that's part of the deal. That's, that's the agreement you sign up for to live here. What I'm trying to tell people is see through it and carve out a little piece for yourself in this life. Try and become financially free. I mean, for me, that was the biggest thing I always wanted to do. And I think that what, like my part of my story that'll resonate is like, I never quit on myself, man. I was like the person who was like, I'm going to start my own business. I am not going to work for some asshole my whole life and kiss a bunch of ass in corporate and work my way up a ladder. I mean, I would have been an HR nightmare. I would have replied all to HR emails with <laughs> sarcastic bullshit. <laughs> it would have been a total disaster. So for me, uh, this opportunity, this, this life that has, has fallen in my lap, right? Where I've, I've dealt with so much stuff, you know, like chronic pain a divorce, addiction, like all of that stuff is just lessons. And so my message for anyone who may be listening to this and they don't think anyone's on their side, like you've got someone on your side. You need to just reach out to someone in your life that you care about and you need to talk to them like about your feelings, because if you don't have any, if you don't have someone to talk to about it, like you're going to drive yourself mad. I mean, luckily for me, I had a girl in my life that, that she saved me. I, I had, I was fortunate enough to have a girl that loved me so much that she wouldn't let me die. I mean, there were times two years, like over two years ago where I was lining up cocaine line after cocaine line, just in my closet, drinking 12 packs a night hoping that I would just die. And so as someone that's been in that position, a lot of people haven't been to the bottom like that. Um, But it gives you perspective when you, when you wake up and you didn't die and you keep waking up and you keep waking up and you keep hating yourself and maybe somebody is out there that's struggling with with a habit that they can't kick but just know that you it starts with acknowledging it um and and that uh, if you're dealing with something please reach out to me and i'd love to talk to you about it because it's just my story needs to be shared because it's it's real i mean i am a professional that had clients that were depending on me that I failed and I took responsibility for that eventually and uh, I paid for it. But obviously when you have uh, pain in your life, 
and then you and then you exponentialify it with all this politics and divisiveness it just makes people's mental health completely go into the shitter and i'm telling you that you don't have to feel that way you can feel empowered to be different and 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 buck the system i mean I wake up every day like inspired to go out and and be successful now and like I like to hustle man I, I make money and that um, is obviously a good thing but it's not what drives me I think that if people just got away from their the illusion of money and what it does to people it would make people a lot more understanding of uh, you know like the fact that we're all human beings. We all have emotions. We all want to be loved. We all want to be successful. Uh, and the, but what I think is what's happening is that there's a lot of people in this world. And there's a lot of people that, that, you know, don't have the education or the talent. And then they, they see all the success and they absolutely detest it because they can't have it too. So you then create the internet troll and people that just want to watch their world burn. And, um, I've seen a lot of that as the internet's progressed. And I think that is honestly, if we, if we just, if we stick together and um, change the things we can, you know, like in AA, the serenity prayers, God grant me the serenity to uh, accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And I think that that, little parable is a great example that people can use in their lives um, that one that one and the whole one day at a time thing bro those two it. are <laughs> those two are it's it's huge the one day at a time thing like that's literally uh i mean we were talking about this the other day bro is like for example like people people get stressed about um all the stuff that they have to do but you have to like you're it's an hourglass right so there could be all the sand in the world at the top of that hourglass but there's only one piece of sand going through at a time so you don't have to stress about all the th all the days ahead of you it's one day at a time one thing at a time one one grain of sand at a time man and like every day like so i i i, I to give people a frame of reference that would make it a little bit easier to understand i mean i grew up christian um in a christian background but i've always as well as well as politics i research um spirituality and religion like it's just something that i'm interested in and uh I, I basically once i got to college i unboxed my belief system from uh, the traditional abrahamic christian religion and so i i kind of went through like an atheist agnostic phase throughout law school and 25 26 and then um after I got sober, I, I honestly, over the past even six months, like my spirituality has just kind of kicked up. And I think I, I've, I've drawn a lot from um, astrology and uh, just getting a lot more spiritual. I'm not putting myself in a box uh, to where I believe um, this and that, you know, it's, it's, I'm evolving. I think that if we just admit that we don't know shit uh, at the end of the day, and like, we all think we do, or at least we were taught like, when you're young, uh, for instance, like I grew up with a lot of friends that are Christian and you're taught, you know, this is how Jesus did things and this is what we believe. And then you go up into the world and it's not exactly copacetic with like some friends that you might meet that happen to be gay or whatever. And so like, you've got those clashing ideals. And so like what I did my entire life is I made it a point to make friends with people who did not agree with me. 
And I knew, <laughs> I knew that by doing that, if I could gain their respect so that I could ask them at least legitimate questions, like I have, I have a multitude of text groups that I'm in, um, all of varying different political ideologies. So uh, every day I get the Biden memes and the Trump memes from the different text groups. They probably don't know that, but I mean, that's about that, that I do that. But I've got friends that believe, uh, you know, the deepest, darkest conspiracy theories all the way to, you know, very uh, traditionalist like uh, Baptist friends. And that's, there's nothing wrong with what you want to believe. The beauty of America is you can believe that, uh, fucking cat is God and you're yeah, allowed difference to Difference is beautiful. Difference should exactly, be Exactly, yeah. And I mean, I think like, look at the Church of Satan. Pull up a... <laughs> no, no, I, I know. Pull up their it, principles, bro. man. Yeah, I've, I've, even, I've even looked into it. Like, dude, how could... You know it's a saying? government like, accountability like, uh, organization. That's like, it, it, it's, it, it's hilarious. The, it was exemplified the, uh, in Silicon based Valley. On the, uh, based on the Paradise Lost shit, right? The being... Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, the, like Satanists, like people who are like, I believe in Satanism or whatever. Like, you have to always acknowledge the counterexample. You know what I'm saying? Like, just for a second, you know, put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like, um, and then you know, what do they believe? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like if you're if you're uh, if you're a Trump supporter, it's like, oh, you know, if we vote Biden, it's we're fucking socialists and communism, and we're just we just want to destroy the you know all corporations and. Uh, China is going to invade us. And if you're a Biden supporter, it's like, you know, why would you vote for a bigot, like a, a fascist? Like he's a, he's a racist. racist. As as you, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's, it's just, la it's labels. Just, it's labels. I mean, right. that's what it's, we do. We label right. each other. And then we are like, cancel them once they get a label. And we can't do that to each other anymore. Like you can't have like, reasonable discourse. Right. But when you look into Satanism, the, their, their whole thing is it's the, um, it's anti-repression, right? It's anti Instead of um, it's don't repress your desires, um, your desires are your greatest source of energy. That's how you become prolific, right? Prolific, and that's how you become a creative is like chasing your desires. So, like, the, the I mean, like, Christians yeah, like their principles are more or less to make the sure same. that they have a place at the table, like every other church. Uh, so they, they hold the government accountable to the separation of church and state doctrine. And I, I love that about them uh, and that organization just because it's it's really just a troll on the government to be like, no, if we want to worship Satan, you have to let us, even though we don't really worship Satan, you know, they're more about just being good people and holding people accountable. Like when you look up their principles, that's what I saw anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was more about like how it was just a, it was a, a response to the, uh, like the old Christian tradition of like, dude, don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't get to fucking want anything. You don't get to, um, you don't get to like express yourself, like where everyone was like really pushing conformity they were like anti-conformist they were like yeah be, like that's that's what we need more of that man because right. like this can this conformity push is dangerous but the, uh, the first step the first step is like from your you know even recognize your own recognizing your own biases like for example whenever people hearing this they're like are these guys really telling us to be Satanists? Like, is that, is that what's going on right now? Like, the, oh, no, we're just pointing out right that like, even, there are people that have different opinions than you, right, and they are good people. Extreme, we're trying to use the extreme. <laughs> like, even Satanism. For sure. Like, there, like are, there are things that you can understand that there you can find things that you have in common with even people who worship Satan, right? Even the people- For sure, like that's what I love. Like, so I knew that I, like my, one of my personality traits is just, I will relate to you. I will fucking meet you and I, you will think that you hate me and then I will make sure that we find something to talk about. Like that's, 
that's key to what I do. I have to be able to converse on a normal level that like, that's just as far as like selling my case for my client, you have to make it relatable and you have to use visual aids. I mean, the people's attention spans are so small. I just use memes. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, he's, if he's you don't court, like your honor, I'm in court and I load up the memes on a, on a <laughs> keynote honor, presentation, just, man. It just brings like a, just a bunch of poster board. That's what I do. Hey, speaking of uh, poster boards, next episode, we're going to be doing a little Halloween uh, special and I think awesome, gonna, it's going to be a little treat for everybody. So we're going to be, uh, uh, channeling our inner PBS. Here's a little, little teaser. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, it's when you look at the country's problems, they are diverse, they are complicated, um, but they are fixable. They are fixable. It's just getting the right people to go after the people with all the money. Uh, that's it. And until that person comes around, um, it's just going to be the machine and you can go red or blue, but in, in your day-to-day -day life, it's, it's probably not going to affect that much. Um, you know, and, and, <laughs> and right. so like, it's just been, it's it, huge too, is, is to recognize that we don't live in a dictatorship, bro. Like, it's not like if you vote Trump, everything is just going to vote upside down. Neither is Biden. Like, like, you were but that's what they him. have you believe. Like exactly. that's, I think that that is the message. Like if he got, if he's got four more years, you're going to all be quarantined. You're going to be rounded up in quarantine camps and uh, <laughs> forcibly vaccinated. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter who wins. It's all this fear porn. And like fear at the end of the day, that's not going to happen. I mean, come on. We've got the second amendment. There's not going to be a mandatory vaccine. If anything, they're going to like, they're going to try and, and involuntarily make you get it in order to like get your license or go into restaurants. And people and are going to push back on that stuff. Like, it's, and, there's, and there's no way is, that people are just going to take it. There's America no way. is one of the uh, the best countries in the world that the checks and balances part of it too, bro. Like, one person doesn't have like our founding our founding fathers were really good at setting it up so that like like you were saying at the at the national level that there's not much like you voting for the president isn't like Biden or Trump can't make. Crazy change. Look, they wanted the people like, to have the illusion of power. So they gave them right. a democratic republic, which is not a true democracy. It just means that you elect a puppet to serve on your behalf. Right. And, and like, for example, even in even countries like the UK, like it's a lot easier for them to uh, pr uh, propagate change because if all you need is the prime minister and the, the party in charge can pretty much just push out as many things as they want right but here, right whereas here you've got a lot of hiccups at three different levels right the right you need to get through the congressional you need to get through the house you need to get through the senate you need to get then the president's got to approve it and then of all three like if all three pass the supreme court could still be like, no, fuck <laughs> like hey man i've watched the youtube video on how to make a bill too we need to include that <laughs> but more, enough people haven't apparently bro like, i know but like that's the thing is that they see it's a sham i mean the fact that like they shoved a supreme court justice through in like three weeks before an election i mean come on uh it's just and, and it's a court and everyone's like everyone that's trump is like yeah we're gonna overturn abortion and everyone that's on the other side is like oh my god it's gonna be back alley abortions yeah, and just all what's really the case is <laughs> uh no they're just gonna keep making money on you <laughs> and that's because these conservative justices 
are corporate sponsored candidates. So it sucks. I, I, I see now, uh, just an unbridled citizens United, uh, jerk off fest going forward for these corporations. They're unchecked. They're completely unregulated at this point and they're going to do whatever they want. So how do you combat it? Uh, you don't man stop caring about things you can't control. Like what I, what I figured out is that I can't change the world. Like even what I say now, people are going to just, they'll either cast it off, um, or they'll, they'll maybe find some truth in it either way. I don't care. I know what I believe to be true. Um, I know what I've seen and what I've studied. I don't have an agenda um, for any cause other than to seek the truth and to make this country a better place. That's it. Like if that's not your motivation to fix this country, then you shouldn't have any voice in it. Because once you start getting all of these different interests and these old money families involved on these massive decisions about the way that our country runs and the way that we feed it, the way that we secure it, the way that we educate it. I mean, all of those things are no longer in the hands of the people. They're in the hands of the people who get these people into office. And largely those are the people with the money. And so, and largely those are corporations. Um, and so like until the people wake up and kind of see that, you know, they might have, there's a small sect with Bernie, but even Bernie is a, a shill for the Democratic Party. And you could tell that because he was just, he had blindly cast his support for Clinton and then Biden, which made me, it, it, for me, it, it made me lose all, he lost all credibility and in, in trying to say that he was different. Um, but I know, mean, so, he was, he, he, I, I think his, uh, just to play devil's advocate, his thing was like anything, anyone but Trump, right? But it's crazy that Bernie was like, that Bernie was uh, just because they couldn't control Bernie, bro. Like they, they made sure that he couldn't get. Oh, well election. you could see that the Republicans right. and the Democrats organized to make sure that he wasn't going to be the candidate. Exactly. Because he was the one that one that they, he was the only one that they couldn't really control. Right. Even. Right. No, I mean like that's, but I also think that like he, he's been in office for a long time. Everyone thinks he's this awesome dude, but look, he's got connections too. I mean, come on. He, he he's got a comfortable life. He's not struggling to pay rent. Kidding me? Uh, and so everyone that blindly is like, we need Bernie. I mean, no. You need a new Bernie. You need a JFK, man. You need someone from there. You need fresh blood. You need a millennial who's going to come in there. And, and if, I mean, I love it's not going to be me for sure. <laughs> I, love, I love what you said earlier. Fuck that, man. I have zero. Des- I, lo- I, was, I, I grew up and I was like, I want to be in politics. I would love to run for office. There is nothing I would rather do less. And then, then, then hold political office right now. I would rather just keel over and die than be a politician in this day and age. Because why would you want to sign up for that? Why would you put your family through that? Unless you're just a sycophant for power. And that's what the large majority of these people in charge are. And so until, until you all see that, people, that all of these people who were paid lots of money to tell you all these things and repeat these talking points, trust the science and trust the experts. And it's all bullshit. Like they, they are controlling your mind because they control the narrative and they control the medium in which you observe it. So until you like get that through your head, the people won't change. 
um, because there's this false like illusion of, of divisiveness. And as long as people keep buying into it, then there's no way that reasonable people can come to the table and fix uh, these childish problems. You know, I mean, it's just not going to happen. And that's sad because it makes you a little depressed. It makes you wonder if things are ever actually going to change for the better. Like, will humanity actually wake up and start feeding its poor in the richest country in America? Will we figure out a way to provide universal basic housing so that people can have a roof over their heads um, and stop bitching about all, all the homeless people they see on their way to work? Like, those are human beings. Like, every single time you see someone... Um, the egg allegory is a great one, uh, wherein it's the theory that you live every life that anyone has ever lived and in every time period. And so when I heard that story, we should throw that up for the listeners, but um, or a YouTube link for it. But um, basically, it's just the mindset that you need to, if you, if you zoom out of your own life and you try I mean, to we can, we can explain it right now dude it, it's the uh it's super simple like there was a i, I showed uh i showed him there was a logic made a uh it was on one of his yeah well, the rapper yeah. yeah so that's how you found out about it right that's how i heard about it first time but he was like it was uh, that's so guy, beautiful that like an artist was able to right, put that in his the dude, songs the and dude, like, uh, some, so a dude died and then he went into he went to heaven and it was like he was in a waiting room and he's talking to god and uh he was like wait i you know this is a waiting room before you go into your next and he's like, what? I get, I get reincarnated. So, you know, the food is for, well, anyway. So he was like, yeah, but you know, we've had this conversation before, you know, next time, but last time you were a Chinese, uh, Chinese girl from the 15th century, we we're speaking in Chinese, but essentially you've lived every life of every single person that has ever existed in every time period on every planet that the humanity has ever lived on. You know what I'm saying? Like every gender, every sexuality. So You've experienced exactly, bro. Like it's mind blowing. Like it's pretty terrifying. I mean, like <laughs> then if that if that's the case, then there isn't any bad in this world. You're just learning different lessons. Like so, even if you're if you're the worst kind of human being and you're the, like a, a rapist, uh, whether you're the rapist or the person being raped, the lesson is going to be different. Um, you know, like uh, on a holistic, like spiritual level, that's tough to understand, but if we if we zoom out and uh, on a spiritual level and just say why don't we all treat each other like there's a great rick and morty episode and he's like <laughs> snakes uh why would could you imagine a snake uh being racist because of another color uh, snake like it's just it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean and and then the, like we're like all the, the same man we're all the same further, dna bro, yeah. like we, we need to just were, stop labeling each other with um anyone else you're or like hurting anyone else you're literally hurting yourself you're hurting yourself life. like you know, it, like think about how you've treated people think about the think about the worst thing you've ever done to somebody think about the worst thing you've ever said to somebody uh and th and then think about how that made them feel or uh, the shame and embarrassment man i i did some terrible stuff when i was younger I've thrown like a, a Whataburger taquito in a guy's face in the drive-thru because I thought it was funny. And I, that, <laughs> I was 18 and I was an asshole. I, I, I was, and it was a fraternity prank and it was like stupid, but I, that sort of incident resonates with me. I embarrassed somebody at some point in my life and I humiliated them. And I, I have made it a point to learn from that experience. Um, 
because like, or, or any experience where you treat someone with disrespect uh, is just, it doesn't, it doesn't gel for advancing yourself. Like it, it, and so what I've tried to do, and even in a lawyer situation, man, I, like there's a lot of people that just think I'm an asshole because I am. I mean, that's the truth. Like I can be an asshole, but what I've learned is that it's a lot easier to get something when you're offering carrots instead of sticks. And I think that, you know, when you, when you come with an olive branch instead of just uh, an arrow, you're going to have a lot more success at getting people to a resonate with your message and actually agree with you on a principle level that yes, there is a problem. Here's what my side believes would fix it. And then let's hear what your side believes would fix it. And let's, let's come to the table and figure out a way to compromise. I mean, like, let's take police like police unions, for instance, they hold all the power as far as why we have all this outrage um, in the criminal justice system. They control, they're very well-funded and they are very, they're like a labor union for, so, I mean, but they're run by conservative groups, so, which is hilarious to me because it's the same exact tactics that are used by the left, used by the right. And just people, it's just, it's got a different spin on it. But at the same day, at the end of the day, they don't want um, to, to necessarily implement changes that would be uh, unfavorable to the status quo. And until we actually force them to, or at least have people that recognize this and can come in with fresh ideas and, uh, that can just stop putting an R or a D next to their name. I mean, I truly hope that, that this year wakes people up to like maybe the fact that we need a new third party. Like we need something. We need a we need we need another option other than these two assholes that they've given us for this election, man. It's just Bro, we need it, something it was, better. We need it, something better. It's so funny, like Washington, his only rules were like, hey, no, no, don't ever, you know, make political parties and uh don't ever and then don't let corporate was, money into politics. Yeah, and, and then we and just some, let it as com- soon as the presidency was finished, we were like, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> like the, the well, like, see, the thing is, is that with Trump, I, 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 the vitriol and the hatred for him was different than anybody I'd ever seen, which makes me think that he's either an outsider legitimately, or it's like an orchestrated effort to bring about the fall of America. Whichever way it is, um, I think that people are going to gamble on Trump this year again. I, I, I just, I just, I see too much discongruency with the democratic message like they cannot get like what what is it to be a, a member of the democratic party like tell me i don't know bro uh, I, I feel, <laughs> no, I, is it I is it know. someone that's like aoc or is it someone message. that's like more moderate i don't know what to this i don't year, know what they don't have a congruent message like there is right. no this year it's, it's, it's get was, trump out trump sucks exactly you know exactly that was their that's so that that's worrisome to me like that should be worrisome to the public that that's your only plan i mean i wanted to hear joe biden talk to me about how he was going to help me forgive student loans or how he was going to help actually change the planet for the better uh and what i heard him is just try to sell out to the rest of the oil industry that's begging to stay you know relevant but the rockefellers poured though when the rockefellers pull their money out it's time to get in on whatever's next and like so i see oil and gas the smart players are just gonna adapt and become renewables because that's the way we're going i mean inevitably and unfortunately, the Republican Party sold out to oil interests. I mean, that's why we're in these perpetual wars 
where Schlumberger and Halliburton are somehow involved. And, uh, you know, it's like we've got this perpetual system where a few people are making a lot of money and not enough people are making enough money. And it's untenable. And I think that once the people figure out and find a candidate who's just going to fight for them, like the people, and doesn't, he doesn't have an agenda. He doesn't. And he just wants to make the the, the country a better place, make it fair, uh, and at least like rein in the corporate profits a little bit. Until you get someone that's willing to go after them, man, I don't think anything is ever going to change. I mean, I, 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 at this point, it's too late. It's too late, and I don't know. It may not be too late. Honestly, we probably got like another election cycle before we're just fully into either. They're either going to hit it. Like if Trump wins again, I'm terrified, man. I'm terrified that COVID-21 is coming and it's just going to be more bullshit. And I'm almost like hoping that it doesn't win just so that we kind of have a sense of normalcy. But then again, it's not going to be actually normal. There's going to be a lot of behind the scenes shit going on in the Biden's presidency or a Kamala Harris presidency. Biden's never going to see the Oval Office. So, I mean, if you've got those two options, <laughs> you're pretty much like, well, and this is the thing I want to tell people again. It doesn't really matter that much, guys. Um, okay. Like, it's a way to keep you divided. But you need to be more focused on what your district attorney is doing. Um, right. But it's not, that's not sexy. You know what I'm saying? It's no, not it's not. It's not sexy. But, like, no one wants to. People, people that like, where, if we, I mean, we could tell you all day that you need to be pay, paying attention at your local level and what the right thing to do is, but it's not, it's, we, it's not, the, the truth isn't sexy, bro. The truth is like, it's not, man, it's not sexy. It's not, uh, it's not a soundbite. It's not vitriol. It doesn't sound good. It's, it's tough. And it's, uh, it's going to require people to be vulnerable with each other. Uh, and like in a day and age where you can get canceled like that, most people aren't going to take that risk. Um, I can take that risk. I work for myself. I, I don't, I don't have an HR department. Uh, you know, so I can say what I want and, um, it's, it's a luxury that most people can't, like, they don't have that ability. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I like what this guy is saying, or this guy's a fucking moron, it doesn't matter what, what, what the point of it is, is that I get to say it. And so you don't have to listen to it, but in this country, I have the right to say these things. And, um, it appears to me that, that we want to be able to limit what we're allowed to say uh, or a lot of the, of the people want to be able to do that. And so, and it sucks, man, because I, I see, I go on Reddit and if you don't have a pro Biden opinion, your comment will just get removed now. Like it's pure censorship. And so I, I, any kind of conservative opinion. So what they've done is made Trump representative of conservatives, but Trump is not a conservative. He is not a traditional Republican. Like he is his own man. He's a, I honestly think he's not even that rich. Like he's, he's a billionaire, but he's not like, he doesn't have a ton of money in comparison to the real power players. And so that what made me think like, all right, the guy's rich, but he's, and what he's done is he cut off all the lobbyists, but instead of the now, instead of the traditional like think tanks coming into the Oval and being like, oh, President Bush or President Obama, this is how we need to do the next thing, Trump will be like, 
No, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And so what you've seen is like, and what the mistake he made is that he put his own family around him. And so that now they are the lobbyists and there's people that are, you know, are there's people that are paying people millions of dollars just to drop a line to the president, hoping that he'll change his mind on something. So when you've got a wild card, that's what honestly I think that the media like couldn't stand is the guy is not on uh, a script. And so it's the first time in my adult life that we had a president that didn't have a script. And, uh, you know, I think in my whole life and probably, I don't even know how far back it goes, but like, it just made sense to me that if they tried so hard all four years to get him out, like, what is he doing? That's so dangerous. Um, because it's the same people that are like, they're pushing on this like Marxist agenda and, and, or what appears to be. And, and, and that to me was a very concerning thing. Like I've got a lot of liberal friends that repeat the talking points and they are completely just enamored with hating Trump. Like, I think honestly it is a new addiction. I like psychologists will, will, it's not Trump derangement syndrome, but it's an addiction to seeing what he does. I mean, the guy is a reality TV star and he knows that he uses it he very it. well. He, he uses that power very well because when you notice how he answers questions, he never gives a, like he will give clear answers. I'm like a politician sometimes, but then other times, you know, he'll, he'll wish Jazane Maxwell well. And you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> like this is <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, 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 he does things that are completely, just there it reminds me of just like some college kid on Adderall like you never know what the fuck you're gonna get and so it's dangerous in that it's not controllable and so he what he like you said in the last episode man he has woken people up to the manipulation that we've had by our media and um that like if you re if you talk to someone for instance like I have a friend in Russia he's from Moscow and he's like, we, you, when we're in Russia, we know that they're lying to us. <laughs> and so we read the newspapers just expecting to be lied to. And uh, it's pretty funny when he told me that because I was like, what do you mean? Like your parents? Like uh, He's like, dude, everyone. Everyone knows they lie to you. And so what? We live in this. Like, I, and so then I'm like, fuck, is that the case here? I've been getting, I've been reading the newspaper my whole life. I, and, and for the most part, it was fair, uh, and balanced. Like, it, like for, as far as print journalism, um, yeah, there was, there was objective, there journalism. was objective, like, Semi oh, no, we're going to get both sides, but now it's just become no objective anonymous bro. sources and like, and like trust the experts. And so that's not good enough for me. That, that, that does not hold any weight. When, when someone just says to trust someone else, like these Q-tards, like they're like, trust the plan. That's when you know it's a fucking psyop. Like anyone that believes in that shit needs to stop. And Dude, like, honestly, got I think one of the things that you said today that resonated with me the most is the term limits on the federal government, like senators and congressmen. I think that would really be, because for example, even the, the whole anti-Trump, movement of the last four years like the senators and the, the liberal congress people they have to be doing that because that's what their constituents want to hear right so their only job is to continue to try to get reelected. if we could set that lot of a term limit at least for that last term they could actually do 
what they're wear the fucking the right thing for one. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying, or at to least make them wear like corporate sponsor logos on their blazers. Like, oh yeah, that's why. Like the team, like, like when teams wear shit on their fucking. Yeah, I mean, just shit, hold your political hilarious. leaders accountable. Like, there's like, I, for me, there's like nine things that this country could do that would just immediately help fuck, us, like unfuck us. Like, but they'll never happen because at every single one, there's a corporate interest that's going to be denied money. Like you could do term limits at the federal level. Uh, you put term limits on the leadership positions and the committees in Congress. You cease corporate sponsorship of politics. You eliminate Citizens United. I think that that truly has fucked us more than anything. You've got to regulate the fuck out of our bloated military industrial complex. And like, we don't need to be building 35 like bombers every year anymore. Like I, I don't understand why, we, why, why that is a priority, but it keeps getting funded by both sides. Especially, and especially since we have enough nukes to blow up the entire world like 18 10 times, times over. I mean, yeah. or, or, or at least they say we do. I, I don't know. So it's like uh, we've got to reform and gut how we like, conduct intelligence operations in this country, too, because they have <laughs> way too much power. Bro, and isn't, so, that, isn't that so crazy that we can already blow up the entire world? Like, so why are we still <laughs> building nukes? Like, how many times are you trying to blow up the blow up the world you know what i'm saying like why are we still fucking making those bro like dude it's like i said it's turtle it's for yourself when you have access right when you have access to the information and like you don't and it's just you either know or you don't but like i said going back on that the three things that are bankrupting this country the most four things are the military industrial complex social security medicare and medicaid and the trade-off for the spending on the military is that the Republicans agree to keep funding those three things that keep bankrupting us. So I, uh, if you don't see that, um, those, like those entitlement programs, like we, and the other thing, like the trade-off should be for me at least is to, is to raise the poverty level because we've got so many people that make, like the way like what happened in america is like everything in the 80s and 90s like you could back then you could afford to buy a house like you could afford to go to school you could afford to pay for everything and now like the wages have remained stagnant for 40 years but yet corporate boards keep paying these guys millions of dollars in bonuses every year no one cares but that notwithstanding i mean you've got to you've got to take accountability i mean like the the in the in the spending like we've gotten so out of control in our debt that it's just fugazi like we we have a complete that's another thing is if you want to fix the country and this is like a dangerous statement maybe but like we've got to look at the fed and the federal reserve and like our dependence on the world bank and because like i think it was it was a someone in the rothschild family he's like i care not Give me control of a nation's banks and I care not who makes its laws. And that, that quote really resonated with me because if you have the ability to just make numbers out of nothing, then maybe that's the people that have the real power. Um, and the, if you just took a little bit of the greed back, I mean, then you could fund universal basic Dude, honestly, there, universal so there was basic a, income, there was private a, uh, public healthcare system. hundred percent. So like with the, the, the nation's banks thing that you were talking about, there was a documentary that I watched a couple of weeks ago about the three classes of billionaires right so we have the lower class billionaires who are they're worth a billion 
but like they just in the trace combos club yeah they're they're, they're all their shit's like tied up in shit so it's not like they're actually liquid like they're not liquid enough to like they're oh but here's like the common man doesn't understand how the rich people work i mean exactly. like they 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 don't make money like you uh and so what biden's tax plan is is to is to tax the highest wage earners <laughs> instead exactly. of instead of tax so that's going to disincentivize anybody to actually have a real job so what you do is you skirt the system. You make a bunch of LLCs. You hide your money in money art, wages, real bro. estate, uh, horses, casinos. Like that is where the rich people make their money. And like right. until, and they, it's not their fault. They figured it out. I, I, I read a book by Trump when I was a kid. It was like, uh, I think it was by him and Robert Kioski. He wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a, a decent book um, about financial uh, strategy growing up yeah, yeah. I, I read it recently actually. yeah yeah again, so I read it again recently it's a good one man and and but trump and him wrote a book together called why we want you to be rich yeah. and it was funny because this is this is this is apprentice trump writing this and when i read it it was basically the argument that the more capital that you create the more wealth there is for everybody that from a capitalistic standpoint absolutely makes sense but what people don't realize that in a capitalistic system there are worker bees and there are rainmakers and there are going to be way more of the former than the latter and so you're gonna have to have people that facilitate the system in order for the the entire thing to work but the problem is that we've gotten so greedy and so unchecked i mean i honestly believe that if you could it, it, we could fix the problem just by making people have less i mean if you just caps like your personal growth potential at a hundred million dollars and then every dollar you earned after that, you had to provide for education or infrastructure. Like that's a, who needs more than a hundred million dollars, man? Because like, I'm telling you, I know a lot of rich people. I'm friends with them. They, it, it, they have their own set of problems and it becomes like whose jet is better and like, who's got the nicer house where, and I, it's semantics. And like, then you've got a whole generation of those kids that are trust fund kids now that they never worked for anything and now they're bored and they like they they want a virtue signal now because they haven't ever had to struggle so it's easy to pick a side when you have all the money we're not all on this together we're not all on this together are you kidding me like there's no way so i mean until people realize that man i don't know like it, it, it's it's truly depressing but at the same time I'm uplifted because I know in my heart of hearts that despite all of this, I, I am going to wake up every day in the best, and if not the best, the least shittiest country in the world, and I'm going to earn it. And I'm not going to expect a handout. I am going to get up and I am going to go out there and figure out a way to provide. And um, that should be the American spirit. I think we've lost sight of that. Uh, you know, we, we need more people that that have an entrepreneurial spirit, or or maybe we've gone too far, and like everyone thinks they're an entrepreneur now, and like their brand and what they have to say is important. You know, and it's like that's <laughs> hilariously yeah. ironic for me saying that, but it's it's true. I, I mean, mean it, every. So I think the I think that like the easiest way to put it is, bro. Like the it's not the the purpose of life is is like whenever people say like the, your point of life is to be happy, like that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Like the point of life is not to be happy. The point of life is to be useful. You see what I'm saying? The point of life is to be like 
not i mean when you and then when you when you're it's like the the whole chasing a butterfly thing right right you chase a butterfly you'll never catch it but if you're focused on something else the butterfly comes and sits on your shoulder type of thing so like that's where happiness when you when you focus on being of service right when you focus on being of as as useful as possible that's the only time where capitalism really works that's the only time where i mean even i mean and that's where i uh like capitalism to a point of like you're trying to be as useful as possible okay like it makes sense right but what you go back to the who has the bigger jet and who can do the, all that shit like they're they're i mean neither so i don't a purely capital society capitalistic society is not going to work and neither is communism as as is evidence over and over again so it just comes down to um and that's why I think that a capped capitalism system could work. Right, I do. Uh, I do think the the hundred million cap is, is right. Like make it a trade off. Like, like, why do we need so much? It's um, interesting, but like, but at the same time, like, like what, like we were talking about earlier, bro. Like, in terms of uh, the rich aren't the rich don't pay themselves in terms of wages. In terms of so they're well, no. And the other the other not. problem is that the the large majority of people that are lower income that vote Republican think they're all going to be rich one day. <laughs> so right. you've got a bunch of disillusioned individuals. Who are like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we need those tax cuts because I'm going to be them one day. You know, yeah, and so exactly. It, it, it's never going to be you, man. Like it, it, until you figure out how to game the system and get out of working for someone for money, you're never gonna, you're never gonna escape the rat race ever, ever. Awesome, bro. Because I mean, you, like, that's it. Like, I, and, and this, this hasn't been like a law podcast, but I think that it's real. It's a real conversation. Like it's no, that's why that, I mean, the, different. Like, I think we presented it like, um, from a pretty neutral standpoint, like, yeah, I, I don't take a side, you know, I, I just think that it's fascinating to observe it. And and human nature and like i said everybody i meet is a potential juror so i have to know the political atmosphere because it's it's topical to like like for instance if it wasn't coronavirus and we had trial i always have like election memes that i use because they're funny and they make fun of both sides like that's stuff you've got to do and you've got to be aware of how people feel because like i i ask people their political affiliations so that I have a pretty inner understanding of um, that you think that like, because someone's a Trump voter now they are a certain way, but I've met a lot of black and Indian and Asian and Vietnamese and every race. I've met someone uh, that's supported him. So it's like, it's not just these old white people supporting him uh, as much as they want to like have people believe that. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, it, there are people out there that actually like, like the fact that he's a big asshole to everyone and i think that that's why they vote for him i mean especially when the alternative is like the again like your hillary clinton's and your joe biden's like they're just so it's far just removed. establishment people i think people right. would rather roll the dice man i think that they so they did far removed from and they're gonna do it and and if they don't then they don't but like yeah. You can feel the incongruence, bro. Like you can feel it. You can feel that, like yeah, like there's an entire like, talking point. Energy is not like there is a there is like we we are broken, and uh, like people I think are gonna get tired of it and they're gonna realize that this needs to happen. It's just like this message is is not appropriate for now because like everyone wants to be mad at each other and everyone wants to be like, no, I can't wait for my guy to win. I can't wait for my guy to win. And like I was talking to my therapist yesterday and she was like, you know, I, I talked to a friend and she said that don't bother talking to me if your guy wins because we're not going to have anything to talk about anymore. 
that struck me as like, wow, this is someone that you knew your whole life and were friends with, with every previous president. But now we've got this one guy in office that has just made such a dichotomy out of everybody. And like, you're either with us or against us. And I think that, that we need to stop being so black and white. Like it's got to stop. We have to treat each other with respect if we're going to make any sort of real change. That's it. That's it. Love each other and treat each other with respect. That's something that I did not do for a large part of my life. And I have learned that the more that you, uh, you realize that it isn't about you. I mean, I had a full ego death, you know, and I, I, I truly realized how unimportant my life was in the grand scheme of the universe. And I always thought it was the opposite growing up and that it revolved around me. Um, and so like learning that lesson uh, in the middle, you know, in my thirties, it, it really opened my eyes to how I had treated people, how I had acted, um, were negative like it, it it has a negative effect on people so how you present yourself to the world people are going to like that's important like like post something positive be vulnerable on instagram like do something different because you've got to do something to buck the status quo i mean if we just keep pretending like our lives are perfect and uh everything's hunky-dory then we're never actually gonna change and evolve and keep getting better and i you know and unfortunately, I think a lot of people see the answer to the problems as, as, as AI and just letting the quantum computing figure it out, you know? And so, but honestly, I think the real, the real truth lies in organic, you know, uh, the organic ability to communicate with a fellow human being. And um, we've lost sight of that. Yeah. And, but uh, yeah, bro, I'm, I mean, I think that's, that's like a perfect place to wrap up this podcast. Um, you know, ended off on ended off on a great note. We like, will get you off, literally. Yeah. <laughs> if you did not get off from to that, listening we, to someone call for unity, I don't know what to tell we you. Can't, we can't you help find you, another bro. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrong podcast, for you, you know. Hey, and look, next episode it's going to be a special treat. We're going to draw a happy little jail cell, and uh, it's going to be a fun time, man. So, uh, uh, hopefully, we're going to have our first guest on by uh, episode four. And, um, I'm really excited for what we're going to be doing on this thing. You know, this was just more of like a, let's, let's talk about the world. And, for sure. And, we're still finding know. our bearings, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. And look, I've got to fix the ums, the mans, the bros. I'm working on all of that. So it's, it's something new for me and, uh, but I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I'm confident that this is going to be successful. I, uh, I am confident that you will have episodes where you will laugh your ass off. You will have episodes where you cry and you will have everything in between because that's what I'm going to give you. I, I, my life is a, is a interesting, interesting take on reality. So I think if you, if maybe you see it through my eyes, um, maybe you'll start to, to get on the unity, uh, love everybody train. So I don't know. It's just from someone that used to be a divisive guy that was just an asshole for being an asshole for asshole's sake. <laughs> to treating people with respect and listening to them it's 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 gonna be a wild ride man and i'm excited i'm excited for y'all to listen to this and i'm excited to uh to bring you all this content hey everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the texas law dog podcast where we will get you off literally and legally please tune in next week
for another episode with insights about how the criminal justice system operates and tune in we got a couple of special guests that will be coming up pretty soon and uh, a lot of fun things happen for the podcast so we appreciate your support please come back next week subscribe like share and for the love of god please don't text me your opinions on this thank you